0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor Podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron. I would like to apologize for a little bit of the regular schedule for the last week or so. Last week, we took an early Memorial Day over here on Here for the Right Reasons, and yesterday, the interview that I'm going to play for you happened later than planned. So we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming with more full-length interviews as long as scheduling works out in the next couple weeks. And then we're only five, six weeks out from the premiere of Gabby and Rachel's season of The Bachelorette that wrapped a little bit ago, and it premieres Uh, early July. So very excited to get back to recapping the show. On today's episode, I have an interview with Abigail and Noah of Bachelor in Paradise Season 7 fame, of course. They have a new sponsorship with Grubhub, so I only got about 15 minutes with them, but I think I got a good amount of, I don't know if T is the right word, but updates from the two of them. They opened up about moving in together. They opened up about their future plans for an engagement. They had reactions to Becca and Thomas getting engaged and, and how that all played out and the future of Paradise, Jesse Palmer. So there's definitely a lot of good stuff, um, good stuff in there. And I think just seeing their demeanor on Zoom was pretty interesting. They're very sweet with each other and seemingly very comfortable with each other. And Noah is sarcastic and dry and Abigail's very sweet and it's kind of what you would expect. Um, but it was I enjoyed seeing the two of them interact just because on the show, I don't know, it was a little weird. Remember she was like really standoffish and he was kind of all in and no one he had a weird edit from his time on the Bachelor to begin with and it was just interesting to see them feel so comfortable with each other and I mean they've been together for like seven months or whatever it is now so obviously that would be expected but I don't know I enjoyed it and I'm going to play my interview with them but I wanted to go through a few news items before I did because it's been a minute since it's just been me the mic and Bachelor Nation news and a lot has happened recently Um, if you keep up with the Bachelor alums or the headlines a lot of this might be things you already knew but there may be little nuggets or updates that you weren't totally filled in on or maybe you'll just hear A hot take from me. Who knows? Um, I want to start with Becca Tilly, who, in case you missed it, um, announced that she has been dating Haley Kiyoko, who is a singer for five years, four years, for four years. I'm sorry, and I'm really happy for Becca. I think this is one of those things that, if you read Bachelor Reddit, for example, or you keep up with some of the the fan accounts that kind of go with everything, you. You may have known this information. Other people I know that I spoke to had no idea. They were completely surprised. If you listen to Becca Tilly's podcast, Scrubbing In, or if you even heard her do the finale from Clayton's season with me a few months ago, she has... Referred to her significant other as 95P on her podcast with Tanya Rod Scrubbing In. For the last, I think they've been doing 95P for like two years, maybe three at this point. Um, And Becca has always been very careful if you listen to that show to not use pronouns, to say my partner, my significant other, 95P, which came from her saying at a Scrubbing In live show that she was 95% sure she was going to marry or end up with her current significant other. So she spoke about this relationship. She just never used Haley's name. But then she would speak about Haley as her friend in other um, stories, not just like I was at Haley's concert or Haley was there. Um, So it was kind of interesting if you go back and listen and if you were following that show at all, you might have known and she had dropped hints here and there. But I think what's really cool about this story is the way that it did play out. And even from the media's perspective, I know that I'm not the only person who works in news that knew that Becca and Haley Kiyoko were dating. It's sort of an unwritten rule of just respect and not being a total jerk off to not out someone who has never been in a public relationship with someone of the same sex before. You know, there was plenty of source confirmation that Becca and Haley were dating. There was plenty of opportunity to straight up ask her, but you just don't really do that. You know, Um, I'm, I'm happy that she got to announce this on her terms and in her way. The TikTok that she made of their last four years together was super cute. Obviously, this originally kind of the launch was of Haley's new music video for her song "For the Girls," which was a bachelor spoof. Haley was the bachelorette. There was women as the suitors, and Becca came at the end to get the final rose, which I also thought was very cute. And it was kind of funny because a lot of people were like, "Is this the confirmation? Then is it is everything we heard was that true?" Uh, and I think it was great that Becca then straight up was just like, "Yes, this is the launch." here's what I've been up to for the last four years. And of course, the comments flood in from Bachelor Nation. And she spoke about the support and the reaction on her most recent episode of her show. And she actually gave a lot of other insight that was interesting about, I don't I don't know if you know this, but both of Becca Tilly's sisters are lesbians. And she talked about how they have always identified as such and talked about how they are attracted to women. And Becca doesn't identify necessarily as a lesbian. She doesn't really feel like she needs to label herself and Haley was the first woman who she was interested in they met at an album launch party for Haley four years ago instantly connected within like a week of knowing each other Becca had made the first move then Haley had to leave for tour and they were long distance but together basically since they met um and she gets emotional talking about the support and the reaction and I don't know I just think it was a really cool story from start to finish the love story is amazing but also just like the way it was it got to come out on her terms, um, both literally and figuratively. I don't know. I thought it was, was a nice nice story and I also thought it was fun to see everyone commenting. And one of notable one was Robert Graham, who's Becca's ex boyfriend. He was like, I love this and she you know, made sure to leave some hearts on that reaction because I'm sure people were looking extra extra at that since he was an ex of hers. She dated him. Um he was from I think desiree season. She dated him after her appearances on Chris Souls and Ben hagan seasons of The Bachelor. So if you want more from Becca, I um transcribed most of the quotes that I thought were the biggest takeaways from scrubbing in for usmagazine.com on a story on the site. But you can also of course always go listen to that to transition um from Becca JoJo and Jordan got married and Becca and Haley were in attendance. Um, Becca was a bridesmaid at JoJo Fletcher's wedding to Jordan Rogers. They got married on a winery in California. I saw JoJo and Jordan a couple weeks before their wedding. I've said this before. They are just very in love and very beautiful, both of them, and just kind people. You know, they when you do long press days, you answer the same questions over and over again. And it is a little bit of a skill to kind of make the person you're speaking to feel like, you know, you're answering the question for the first time or um, that they're engaged in the conversation. And I've always felt that way about Jojo. I've interviewed her a lot of times, um, especially in the last couple of years on Zoom, um, one time in person, but otherwise on Zoom. And jo- Jordan was there once, once or twice, but it's been a lot of just Jojo. And she's just very engaging and very sweet um so they're married I'm really happy for them I mean it's been six years since her season of the bachelorette they were supposed to get married in 2020 then they were supposed to get married in 2021 COVID pushed both of it they kept their venue they stuck to what they wanted and I think that's great a good example of I feel like I always am commenting on how bachelor couples who maybe don't rush down the aisle even though that's the more logical thing to do a lot of times those people don't make it and it's almost like they're not as serious or something. And that tide might be changing a little bit in the last couple of seasons. But there were a few of those years from like Nick Vile, Chris Soules. Uh, Peter was a whole, whole mess, obviously. So was Colton. But um, a few years in there and some of the Bachelors too. Andy Dwarfen where it's just – it's if they got married, I'm not saying those couples would have worked by any means. They all probably would not have. And there's a reason they didn't get married. But it was just kind of like one of these things where – a lot of them were getting married after in within the year and working out and then the tide became everyone breaks up after three months and there were not that many exceptions of couples staying together. We were in kind of a lull a couple of years ago on this show and I thought it was kind of an interesting trend that a lot of these couples, you know, beforehand were getting married within the year. Um, that being said, Jojo and Jordan clearly broke that mold. I think Rachel and Brian were like two years but I'm just really happy for them. But of course, because we're, we're Us Weekly, I do a little bit of source reporting from the wedding in case you were wondering if aaron Rodgers, the green bay backpackers quarterback brother to jordan was at the wedding he was not he was invited though a source tells us that there is still a family rift the brothers haven't reconciled or repaired their relationship it's a sad situation for the family and especially jordan who really does love his brother aaron missed out on his big day and that's something jordan's never going to forget jordan invited his entire family including aaron even knowing he most likely wouldn't attend since they've been distant for a long time now. That's that. I mean, back in the day when JoJo when season was on, we got a little you know glimpse of the Rogers family and Jordan admitting during hometowns, you're not gonna see my brother. We don't have you know, a close relationship right now. It was the way he had chosen to do his life and I've chosen to stay close to my family. It's not ideal and I love him and I can't imagine what it's like to be in his shoes and have the pressure and the demands. Don't have hard feelings against him. It's just how it is. And over the years, I mean, talk about unwritten rules. It's obvious, you know, both Aaron or Jordan or JoJo or anyone in this scenario, they don't want to be asked about what's going on in their family. And sometimes people can get away with that. And it's not get away with it. That's not the right word. But, you know, certain things do go unasked and other people, you know, people ask anyway. It's interesting. I don't know. But Jordan and JoJo... It's kind of a kind of a hard rule that you don't really ask them about Aaron. And I think a huge part of it is because there's really no update. Um, but that's what the source said. The most recent thing from that family was Aaron and Jordan's dad, Ed, made a comment about Aaron um, earlier last year when Aaron was under fire for stuff with COVID and whether he was vaccinated and immunization and all that. Um ed told usa today the main thing is i just support him adding that things are progressing in their relationship i'm proud of him i trust his judgment decisions i think that's what i would have done either way happy for jordan and jojo aaron i don't know we'll see we'll see what happens there another wedding to to be looking forward to i don't think aaron Rodgers would be at this one either but becca kufrin got down on one knee and proposed to thomas jacobs becca said my engagement to ari didn't work. My engagement to Garrett didn't work. Both of them proposed to me for the third round. I'm going to switch the karma. I'm going to propose to Thomas. I think that that reasoning does make sense. I understand why a lot of girls might want it to be more traditional. And you'll hear Abigail in just a few minutes, maybe have that take. But I do think that there's something to be said for Becca Kufrin doing things on her own terms um obviously her and Thomas were at the point where they were talking next steps from everything I understand it's not like she just sprung it on him and gave him a ring and I assume you know up to that if she doesn't want another engagement ring then maybe she doesn't but I would kind of guess that maybe that will be something that they do together or he surprises her with I mean I'm obviously shocked that Thomas and Becca made it as a couple not because I'm not rooting for them but just based on like the little bit we knew about Thomas, which I know has kind of everyone, a lot of people at least, not so much Katie Thurston, have said that he wasn't, you know, portrayed accurately on The Bachelorette and that what you saw in Paradise was more accurate. Becca is obviously a very beloved person in the franchise. And I'm sure, I and you know, it seems like post-show everything has been going great for them. And that's awesome. And they moved in together. They're engaged, happy for them. Must be a lot of pressure for Becca to be in a third Bachelor relationship, now third engagement. So I think it does make sense that it was important for her on her terms to kind of make this on her terms and announce that to the world, maybe, or maybe it was really just for them and not for the world. There's a chance I might be talking to Becca and maybe some of the Bachelor podcast hosts in a few weeks are supposed to be having a press day for all the Bachelor related podcasts. So hopefully that pans out. I've never gotten to interview Becca except for on a conference call after Garrett's season after Garrett's season, after Becca's season, she was with Garrett. Um, And they used to do these like conference calls for outlets who weren't there for like the day after the press day Um, before like Zoom interviews and Zoom junkets and stuff. It was kind of some in-person interviews. They would do like the big talk shows and stuff. And then there would be these round table like call-ins. And I was on the Becca and Garrett one. And I just remember that I was the only one who brought up Garrett's like controversial instagram likes and everybody ran that quote anyway so the thing was like since it's a, a round table you could use any outlet could use any outlets quotes it wasn't like exclusive but like if you were and there was different sections for different calls like i was on with like a texas newspaper it was like the most random newspapers but all of them ran and led with the quote that i asked for which is totally fine but it was like this weird thing i remember like the cloud on their season that a lot of people weren't bringing up um and i did so anyway happy Rebecca and thomas Um, I'm actually very intrigued to see, hear her tell more about their plans. Um, I assume that will come up on a Bachelor Happy Hour very soon. But speaking of Bachelor Happy Hour, Michelle Young, Becca's new co-host. Too big. I mean, one's an update, one's a not so much update, but still kind of an update to some. Still with Nate, our bachelorette from season 18 is still with nate and they both took to in social media this weekend to make that known this is the non-update but it's an update because it became something you know you know how that's how vaccination works there was a video going around of michelle who didn't have her engagement ring on at a rooftop bar she has explained that the ring was off her finger for a minute for her friend to try it on and the person who took that video was very likely standing there when the ring came off and when it went back on and was kind of choosing to stir the pot here. She confirmed that she doesn't even like talking about this stuff but Nate and Michelle are still going strong. Nate then made a TikTok joking about all the DMs he gets saying like where is Michelle where is Michelle where is Michelle. They have been apart a little bit more in the last two months than they were. I think they were just traveling and doing work and she was finishing up the school year. He has yet to move to Minnesota, which I do think is interesting. I don't think it's a red flag. I'm not trying to be like a Michelle Nate conspiracy theorist here. I, they're 100% still together and I'm sure they're, they're fine. But I, is, it's, an, it's an example of I remember doing those interviews with them after their show and it was very much like he's moving. We're buying that house. We're getting married in the next year. Um, And that hasn't happened. And that's fine. That's actually normal. I get it. It's normal. It's just because that this was what this show does and you overanalyze things. It's interesting to me to point out. Um, That being said, they are still very much together. And uh, I think they're definitely doing just fine. And I think they're actually are very compatible for each other. And I listened to Nate and Rodney, part of it, on Bachelor Happy Hour with Michelle this week. And it's again that kind of comfortability, that ease that I felt with Abigail and Noah. And it's just one of those things that what you see on TV either isn't what it seems or over time it develops. And with The Bachelor, it's like we see an ending and people make a decision. They won't last. They will last. Um and then some people don't keep up with it. Other people are half in, other people follow every move and are DMing the people why haven't you posted with them in five hours? I get into that a little bit with Noah and Abigail too so I'll, I'll, I'll get into that the other update for Michelle that was an actual update is she is stepping away from teaching um, she got emotional on Bachelor Happy Hour talking about this decision but how she feels like she's kind of been on survival mode the last two years balancing being on The Bachelor being on The Bachelorette the stress of being a teacher um, everything going on in the world she said it was not related to everything that happened in Texas but it is just you know an example of things teachers have to navigate and she said doesn't mean she's not going to teach again but she will not be teaching fifth grade when the school year comes back around after it ends in june she will not be in the classroom in september but she is pursuing a master's in education um it's also no secret i mean she does bachelor happy hour now she was a lead they get a lot of opportunities i I see both sides uh, always to the whether the bachelor person stays with their profession goes back to you know their job after being it or if they jump in influence your life they try to do both I kind of go with the ride while the iron's hot. I mean, you can go back to teaching anytime in 10 years from now. If there's no bachelor happy hour when she's feeling refreshed, it's not like she can't be a teacher. So yeah, I get into that a little bit with Noah too. He was a nurse, went back to nursing, stepping back, you'll hear him talk about that. So without further ado, I hope you enjoyed my bachelor news recap. I hope that I gave you maybe a little bit of information you didn't already know. Um, Or maybe I broke some big news to you. I don't know. But either way, Without further ado, here is my interview with Noah and Abigail. Let's start, of course. Can you tell me about your partnership with Grubhub and the MasterChef table feature?
1: Yeah, so we're super excited about it um, because we actually just moved in together. So it's kind of been fun to, you know, uh, switch up the date nights and whatnot and do it at home. So with Grubhub, they're partnering with MasterChef. And so you kind of get these really high quality meals at home. Um, so we each kind of have our favorites right now, but that's kind of yeah. the partnership with Grubhub and MasterChef. So it's been kind of fun just to do our yeah, a little date nights at home. It's
2: a good switch up for, uh, obviously, I'm basically a Master Chef, pretty much, but I get tired, you know, so we like to switch it up and uh, have a fun date night where we can more focus on what kind of wine we want and uh, still get some good meals.
0: Is food a big part of your date nights? Ooh, yeah.
1: When people it's, ask my like, favorite yeah. like like date nights, it's always food, wine, and TV. We don't like to go out that much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What are you watching? Right
2: now we just
1: We're kind of like in a show we're crisis. In between.
2: We're watching staircase.
0: The HBO one. Yeah.
2: Fantastic. Kind of worries me with her, but it's good. And we're gonna start breaking bad, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. A classic. Um, How has living together been? Has it been an adjustment? Has it been smooth? Tell me. How how has it been? (laughs) It
2: has definitely been an adjustment, especially because I'm a pretty uh, independent uh, person and pretty like private, like like to go do my own thing all the time. So it's definitely been an adjustment. Not used to hair being all over the place and on this in the shower and like in my mouth and stuff like that. Um, But it's been good. It's been fun.
1: Yeah, he was working most of the time, though. He actually just finished his nursing contract. So we've actually been on opposite schedules. So I feel like we still are living together, but we still kind of have our space. So I feel like now is where it feels like we're going to be around each other 24-7. Yeah,
2: when I was on shift, I would work all my shifts in a row because we'd go on a trip. So when I was on shift, ah, we wouldn't even see each other Mm because I work night shifts. So it'd be like I have to sleep at some point. And then I want to like kind of just chill before shift or we might watch a show or I'm like, I don't know, do something. So I haven't seen each other as much when I'm on shift, but it's been good. It's been fun.
0: So you finished your contract, but are you going to still be doing nursing or are you taking a break? I
2: think I'm going to take a break. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Cause I've been doing it for the last like, you know, seven years. Um, so my favorite word is indefinitely. Uh, I'm obviously still a nurse. I can pick up a contract at any time, but it's been a lot. It's been quite an adjustment, especially with post-show. So I think I'm going to take a break, uh, Very fair. unless something crazy happens or, you know, I just miss it that much, but this last contract was cause I missed it, you know? So I did a long, pretty heavy one. So, Think I'm going to take a break. We got a few things to kind of that I'm going to try to work on and uh, just see where it goes.
0: Nice. Well, besides the fact that girls get hair everywhere, which I can relate to, what is something you guys have learned about each other post show?
1: I feel like the biggest thing right now, not that we struggle with, but just something that we're very different is we travel very differently, and that's like the amount of time that we like to get to the airport. I like to get there two hours early. You don't. So I just feel like I like we just noticed we're very different that way. But it's our not.
2: pace. I think our pace our is, pace is, different. is yeah, very different. My, I'm very I'm punctual.
1: I like to be on time, and I have to like drag him out the door sometimes. And no,
2: I, I'm always on time, but I'm also not worried about it up until then. I'm like, we'll be good, and we'll and just kind of roll through. Yeah, that. And I feel like how we um, like recharge, I guess. When I recharge, I like to just be in nature or honestly be by myself. (laughs) I like, I just like to do my own thing, whatever, where she's more like wants that quality time or more extra time where I'm like, my time is my time. And I don't want to talk to anybody. (laughs) And she's like, oh no, yeah, it's, it's your time. But like, it's our time too. And I'm like, uh, my time is like, I just need to separate. So I think we're a little different with kind of that as well, but no crazy surprises. That's good. That I know of. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you guys think that it ended up being beneficial for you to kind of hit pause when you were leaving the show and then come back and do it that way? I feel like there's actually a lot of success rates in Paradise Couples that end up like that.
2: Um, I think I think it made it more real. Uh, you know, you step away, no cameras, no production, just you and somebody you like that were in a crazy experience um, in the real world. So. I think it was a good, I think it's good. I think, yeah, it makes it more real. You get to say, okay, where am I at in real life with my own thoughts and my own time and all
0: that. Does the show feel like a long time ago already or does it feel like yesterday?
2: I don't even remember it. I don't remember the last two years. Like a lifetime
1: ago.
0: (laughs) Like I can't believe it's only been a year. Yeah. And your respective other seasons were even longer ago. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh.
2: It's all to me. It's like a distant fond memory. And now I'm like, where are we at now? What are we doing now? You know, our focus on our relationship, you know, the date nights, you know, we're using master chef for, for meals to switch it up. We're trying to go try new restaurants all the time. We travel a lot. So it was a good, uh, yeah, it was a good experience. Now it's like real world.
0: You mentioned traveling. Do you have a favorite place you guys have been together or a list of places you want to go?
1: Um, I feel like my favorite trip that we've done was Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. We kind of did that for my birthday. It was really fun. Just us two. I would love to kind of do like Europe, but we've done a lot like Central America and like Mexico. It'd be nice to go across the Atlantic.
2: Italy's on the list. But this next month and a half is almost... All travel, nice, and some even some both of us. So it's the list yes. is full, cool, but Italy is summer. Italy is the <laughs> you know after the next couple months a proper plan out trip instead of you know a last minute addition like we've been so fond of.
0: Um, obviously, my favorite question to ask bachelor couples. Do you feel that pressure coming from the bachelor world to do things quickly like engagements or you what now live pressure. together <laughs> <laughs> pressure from me?
2: <laughs> all, uh, all the pressure,
1: all the pressure. Like every time I post something of us to no announcement, it's like, we're waiting for that engagement, um, put a ring on it. Oh, you look good in white. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. It was just, I don't know. It's just like stuff like that. But I think also too, we kind of just block it out. Like it's not awkward with us. Cause I feel like sometimes like when people bring up those conversations, it's kind of like, Oh, like, are we on the same page about it? But now we talk about it a lot and just make sure we're on the same page. But yeah, it's just people just want things to move quickly. And it's just, I don't know.
2: I mean, I don't blame them. We'd make a great, you know, married couple, but yeah, we're, we have conversations ourselves I think we're on the same page. We're pretty like happy with that's the biggest thing after the show was our pace. Cause we like, I mean, I'm like, when I see something I'm set on it, I'm all in. And then I like work towards it, but I'm not going to, I don't care what else is going around me. You'd be shocked. You know, I probably have 20 DMs or comments a day from middle-aged women or married couples about proposing at least 20.
0: It's so, either that, or if you go too long without a post, something's yeah, wrong.
2: And I go MIA all the time where I just don't post for days people are, there's no, okay. I'm like, it's been four <laughs> days. I have <laughs> but, a life. Yeah. But
0: you can't
1: win. Lots of pressure,
2: um, but you know, it's people.
1: I feel like it's not just like with us, like it's just kind of a bachelor thing. So I think that's also kind of how it's like, okay, we're like all the focus isn't on us. Like everyone's getting pressure. Um, so it's almost less pressure to do that way. A
2: little bit of pressure from friendly, fem, family and friends, but it's good pressure. It's more like people know me and they're like, okay, we don't see you like this. Are you waiting? What's going on? And I'm like, you guys know me. I'm happy. We're gonna get there but let us we're having fun we're having you know a blast
0: you're on a normal timeline now yeah
2: normal not a month
0: yes um we did just see becca get engaged to thomas and she proposed were you surprised by that abigail would you ever flip the switch
1: um i don't think i would have like I don't know the confidence to do that. Like, I, I what don't know. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just with Becca's reasoning, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why I loved it so much. Just, you know, kind of the meaning behind it. But I think for me, I've never been in like engaged or proposed to. And I think that's something that I would probably want to go the traditional route. unless. You want to flip this bitch. We can talk about that. But...
2: No, I mean, we know Thomas and Becca. I knew Thomas wanted to, but he's also very respectful of uh, Becca. And, you know, she's had two public engagements. He doesn't want extra pressure on her. So her doing it didn't see that coming, but also kind of figured she'd want it her way because, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's been there and she there's a lot of scrutiny with that. Um, so very happy for him kind of mad that she didn't tell us but
1: I know we were so shocked what we saw it on Instagram we were like wait what?"
2: <laughs> when I propose I'm very like I love to work out stuff like that and details and make it special and do all these things when
1: you wait like, you've never proposed no before. just like
2: dates and and <laughs> like things like that like I love that sort of stuff so yeah I would want to be the one to propose but I mean I wouldn't say no but I would
0: down at one knee, you wouldn't, done, wouldn't yeah. say it now. <laughs> That's, That's good.
2: good.
0: <laughs> That's a good place to be at. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know that they announced that Jesse Palmer was taking over as the host of Paradise. You guys got the celebrity treatment with Wells, obviously, there. Um, do you think that it makes sense? Do you think the celebrities were a fun thing? Obviously, I know Wells is a key part to both. I think some people think he should have just done it.
1: Um, I think just for me, a hot button? <laughs> Um, I just don't think the host played like that big of a role to me. Cause I mean, I have my friends on the beach that I would, you know, talk to if I was going through something, they were more just kind of like a signing feature. Of, okay. Like who's coming in this week? Where are they hosting? Where are the dates kind of thing? Um, so it will be interesting with I mean, we've seen it with Chris Harrison, like having the one host. So I'm sure he'll be good. But it was really fun having the rotating celebrity host and being like, okay, who's coming down this week and switching things up? I think
2: Jesse is a professional. He's very good at it. I mean, we didn't have him as a host, obviously, but I think that's he's good at it. And so I think they could have, you know, a celebrity come down just to like talk to the people and maybe stir the pot a little bit like (laughs) David Spade loved to stir the pot. He liked to did just he? call people. Yeah. He would call people out on stuff all the time. And it was funny. Yeah. Um, and some of the other hosts did have like conversations, but I think it'd be, I think it's good for Jesse. And then, you know, maybe bring in some people possibly.
0: Yeah. Was there something you guys wish you knew before you went to paradise that you would pass on to the next generation? The next
2: generation. Oh, I've had <laughs> combos. I've had combos with the next generation, those youngins, those little kids and their iPhones. Um,
1: um, I feel like just based on my experience, just be open and like receptive to the process. I think that was kind of where I hit a lot of walls was either trying to control too much or being too like resistant to certain things. And obviously that was like, didn't work out for me. So I think just being as open, like if you're going to take all the time and be vulnerable and be there, you know, just be open to it and what can happen.
2: Mine would be... Do you, you know, because you got a lot of voices in your head. you got a lot of moving parts. You have yeah. people coming, people going. And if you think about it, you're on a vacation where you're making money, eating good food, and you're surrounded by friends and potential people to date. So if you think of it that way and you just do you, if you're really into this girl, this guy, whatever, go for it. And what? if it doesn't work out, it's just an expedited, you know, real-life situation. So I feel like where people get messed up as they get so excited about the next person or why aren't I feeling this? Or should I be feeling this? And they don't take a step back and be like, this is not how I am. You know?
0: Yeah. I want to circle back and give you guys a chance to say anything else you want to do about Grubhub. But I also real quick wanted to ask you, Abigail, I love following you on Instagram. What has it been like for you to kind of become a resource for bachelor nation and your followers regarding hearing loss and everything like that?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been really exciting. I think I sometimes forget, you know, sometimes I'm that person for people and i have, I think we were just at the Belize airport and I had like two or three girls run up to me and say, you know, they're becoming audiologists. They followed my journey on the show. And it's just such a nice reminder that, you know, what I always thought was just, I mean, a normal part of me, a lot of people resonated with. Um, so it's been really fun, you know, doing Q and A's, answering questions and so forth. Um, and I was also kind of just thinking forward and thinking, okay, what can I do next? You know, how can I reach more people? Um, and so forth. So it's something I'm very grateful for. Um, but it still continues to kind of just blow my mind a little bit.
2: And I'm a little offended that you don't love following me, but (laughs) I do think, it's very- I think
1: I follow you too.
2: I <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's very cool seeing her. Um, obviously to like people that watch the show, she's a, you know, a minor celebrity, but I think she's an actual celebrity for like the, the, you know, the deaf community and things like that. It's really cool seeing how many people love who she is and, you know, her voice she has for, you know, that community. I think that's really cool.
0: It is very cool. Well, that's awesome. I think I have to let you guys go. But is there anything else you wanted to say about um, Master Table, Master Chef Table? Before I do,
2: Hit Master Chef Table,
1: Master Chef Table. Um, we've really been enjoying it. The food is top notch. Um, so definitely check it out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been kind of our favorite date nights because we're homebodies now. We don't like to go
2: out now. And the only thing I will say is with Master Chef Table is it's nice not having to guess if the food is good because it's all from, you know, top chefs and we're the type that if she can't see a picture, she won't eat it. (laughs) So we'll like just order random food. What's open, what's around here. Do we want Mediterranean? Do we want American? Whatever. It's nice being like, okay, regardless what we get, it's going to be good food.
0: Mm -hmm. Perfect. Well, have a great rest of your day guys. And thanks for the time. Thanks Thanks, Sarah. Sarah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns.